Uncensored, unfiltered, unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel, and we have become a world and a culture that are mad at everything, just mad at everything, but outraged at nothing. And I'm going to prove that point to you today, right here on the highly rated Corel cast. We are in the top 200 again in Canada. Hi, Canada. I see you. Uh, we are in the top 200 in the United States. We are in the top 300 in Ireland. Uh, all over the world. We just got uh, 10 more apps downloaded in India. Five people in Pakistan have downloaded my app. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Uh, but the world is catching on to what I have to tell you three times a week. You ain't going to find this anywhere else. You're not going to find it on TV, and you ain't going to find it with any other progressive host because they're just not going to talk to you like I'm going to talk to you. Why? Because I'm one of you. They ain't. They rich. <laughs> rich people see the world. It's like this woman in the L.A. Times. She uh, wrote an article about being run over and how we can make sidewalks safer, and how we can make pedestrian safety a priority. And her thing is uh, cameras at all of the intersections. Because if people believe that they are going to be uh, sighted right away, like if you have a cop behind you, you are not going to run through that yellow light really fast, or you're, not gonna, you're just not going to do something if there's a cop right behind you. So she thinks that uh, red light cameras are a way to stop people dying at intersections. It's because she's a well-meaning professor who's probably never been run over. I, having been run over, would like to tell her that's a bunch of bullcrap. The only way to make sure that pedestrians are safe is to totally separate them from vehicles and to rethink cities, to close off areas in cities to vehicles and allow only pedestrian traffic. There are solutions. We won't make them. Why? Because, again, we are a culture that gets mad at everything but outraged at nothing. Oh, we're mad that all these people are dying on the sidewalks, but we're not outraged. Why? Because we do nothing. And that brings me to the lead story today, where everybody run, one more idiot, he's got a gun. Uh, a, a man, a 72-year-old man, I mean, not many 70-year-olds go on killing sprees. Uh, they probably want to, because when you get that age, you know, I, mean, I don't, I can see a lot of 70-plus-year-old uh, killers. Uh, but now that I'm 60, I, I can see it. You get that age, you're like, you know what, I've had enough. Uh, but he went on a killing spree. Why? Because he could access a gun that would kill a lot of people. So we went and got one and killed him a lot of people. Uh, wounded 10, killed another 10. Right at the Lunar New Year. Why? Who gives a rat's frack? Who cares? I don't care why a crazy person picks up a gun, a weapon of mass destruction, and goes commit domestic terrorism. I could care less. Glad he's dead. Bye! Don't care about the motives. Was it a hate crime? Yes. How do I know? You don't kill people you like. Now, I know that that goes against the gay thinking. No, a hate crime is one where they... Remember, my inner voice is the black woman Geraldine, Flip Wilson. No! <laughs> a little bit of Lawanda Page. Uh, a hate crime, that's when you pick on somebody because they're black or they're Asian or they're gay. Or how about you don't like them? You know? 
I've never understood hate crimes, ever. You don't shoot people you like. Even if they're your wives or your children, whatever, you don't shoot people you love. That should be a t-shirt, especially in America. You don't shoot people you love. You hear that, Appalachia? You hear that, Monterey Park? You don't shoot people, but these people can't love. These people that pick up these weapons and think that this is a, a good thing to do, they don't know a thing about love, compassion. They know nothing about empathy. They're not, they don't have it. They're not capable of it. They're broken. They're not even the same breed of you and, as you and I. They're a different breed of human. It's like dogs. They're all dogs, but a chow chow is not a chihuahua. Same thing. We're all human. There's different breeds. They're a different breed. They're a breed apart, honey. They're a breed that doesn't get it. And we're all mad about it. Of course we're mad about it. Ten more people dead in the streets. Another ten injured. That don't make us happy. It doesn't make us want to get up and do a show tune. But we don't do anything about it. So we're not outraged. We're mad. We're not outraged. We are a culture of people that are mad. You know, I'm done. I'm so done with social media. I really am. Uh, you know, and I made the mistake of logging into Twitter this morning. I made that mistake. There was, Steve sent me a link yesterday and I, it, I, I clicked it today and it took me to Twitter. So I had to log in to see it. So I did. Oh my God, is that a toxic place? And, and everybody's participating. Our president's got a Twitter account, lawmakers. Why are they... There should be a law that lawmakers can't be on social media. They should be able to have an official account from their, uh, you know, well, that would be impeding their freedom of speech. Honey, when you work for a company, your freedom of speech is always up for grabs. Okay, they work for us. We are the company they work for. And if we say you can't buy and sell stocks, you can't be on social media. We need you up there to do your freaking job and solve some problems. If we decided that, as their boss, they'd have to do it. But again, we get mad at it. We get mad at Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren Boebert and the things they're saying on social media. We get mad, but we don't get outraged. How do I know? We do something about it. That's the one thing about the right that they've got down. They don't just get mad. They get outraged. They go do crap about it. They show up and do things like, you know, commit treason and insurrection. Why? Because they're outraged that we would not let Donald Trump be president again. They weren't just mad. They were outraged. And that when you're outraged, you do something about it. You know, back in the early days of AIDS, it outraged the gay community how others were treating us. So what did we do? A lot. We did a lot. A lot. A lot of heroes. A lot of people you know, people have called me that for what I did back in the day. I, no, I was no hero. The heroes were the ones that got up every day with a disease that everybody hated. God, my late husband, Andrew Howard, that's a hero. Taking drugs. All these people faking it now on social media, which we're mad at. See, today's that's the whole theme of the show. We're mad at the people on social media that are faking all their, they're doing all their shaking. And I've had the vaccine and look what it did to me. It they're acting, Ember is a better actress than these people are. So, you know, here they're out there shaking for the cameras saying, look what the vaccine did to me. I don't care. Okay, do the mother effing math. Okay, there have been billions of vaccines given now with a B. Okay, billions. 
And in America, there's been hundreds of millions. Now, given that, let's just say one-tenth of one percent have horrible side effects, which is pretty good for a drug. If just one-tenth of one percent or point zero one have a side effect, that means that 99.99 do not. But 0.01 do. Let's go with that number, okay? Let's say there's been 1 billion vaccines given. There's been more, but let's go with 1 billion, okay? What is 1% of 1 billion? Do the math, come on. Just do it the other way around. Ten, what's 10% of 1 billion? 100 million. What's, and then take that down one. So it's 10 million. So out of 1 billion, okay, 1% is 10 million. I, I believe I'm doing that right. Computer, what is 10% of 1 billion? Mm -hmm. Right, 100 million, which would mean 1% is 10 million. Computer, what is 1% of 1 billion? Mm -hmm. 10 million. So let's go with one-tenth of that, which is 1 million. Okay? So a billion people get the shot. It is or a it is 99.99% safe. That still means 1 million, which is not a small number. What, that's the population of like Montana. One million people are going to get side effects. And yes, heart defects, uh, heart uh, myocarditis, they're going to get uh, tremors, shakes, seizures. Yep. A million. Absolutely going to happen. Absolutely going to happen. Why? Because no human body behaves the exact same way. And sometimes in some human bodies, things that don't affect you one way affect them. That's just, that's being human. So out of a billion shots given, one million, which is one-tenth of one percent, okay? Even if we went with one percent, which was 10 million out of a billion. So 10 million, that's, that's one percent of a billion is 10 million. Okay, even if we go with 1%, it would still be 99.90% safe. 99.90% safe. Basically, as safe as anything gets. And even at that number, okay, that means 10 million people are going to get myocarditis, the shakes. They're going to get all these. They're going to get a heart. Some, might, some are going to die. But honey, 3,000 people a year or 30,000, I looked it up, die of aspirin from gut bleeds and rise syndrome. 35,000 people this year will die in automobiles on the roads. 37,000 will be killed by gun violence. And that number is just growing right up. If we want to talk about drugs and drug overdoses and side effects of drugs killing people, in the United States, hundreds of thousands of people a year have adverse side effects to drugs, and some of them die. Why? Because that is the nature of pharmaceuticals. 
The own, and this doesn't just apply to pharmaceuticals. This can be food. People die every year or get debilitating illnesses from food and food allergies. You go swimming in a pond and there is a 1% chance you might get an amoeba in your ear and your brain be eaten. There's a 99.9% chance you won't. But someone's going to get it. So it's like, okay, let me put it in even, let me break it down for you even better. A week from Wednesday, there will not be a show because I'm going to be a mess because Ember is having her teeth cleaned and maybe one extraction. We'll see, which could be a root. I could have it done. If she needs the extraction, we could actually have a root canal done, but that would require going under anesthesia one or two more times and $3,000 or pull it for 500. So. Unfortunately for me and her, I would have to opt for the pulling instead of the root canal. Uh, but anyway, so I'm going to be a mess that day. Now, why am I going to be a mess? Because if you read the internet, everybody knows somebody that's had a dog die under anesthesia while getting their teeth cleaned. It seems like everywhere you go on the internet or in your life. So, now, I know my friend David, his friend. Two of her dogs died after having their teeth cleaned at the same place. I know why now, because there was shoddy dental care or shoddy vet care. Um, there was a place on Broadway in Long Beach, and I would never bring Ember there. Uh, so, but it was the place I got Pippa. So anyway, um, and then Steve and I were at, not making this up. We were out at the hotel at the Venetian uh, just touring around. Some people wanted to see our dogs, and they said they had just brought a healthy dog to the vet. And it died, and the vet didn't know why, and the vet was distraught. The vet rode with them in the car to the emergency hospital, well, you, know, uh, uh, you, know, you know, breathing for the dog, and the vet did not know why, and it was terrible. So, of course, all pet owners are terrified of having dental cleanings because we all believe our dogs are going to die under anesthesia. Just as sure as those anti-vaxxers believe that all these people shaking and stuff, that that really happened because of the vaccine. But here's the fact. According to huge studies, one in 4,000 healthy dogs will die, and it's not usually under anesthesia. It's in the four hours after. 50% of them die within four hours after the anesthesia, and then 24 to 48 hours for the other 50%. If you clear 48 hours out from anesthesia, they're going to be fine. Um, but anyway, uh, so one in 4,000 healthy dogs, for some reason, die under anesthesia or after anesthesia. Unhealthy dogs, one in 2,000, die. That equates to 0.15%. If you do an average of the two. So that means that going under anesthesia and having a dental cleaning for even a high-risk dog is 99.85% safe. 99.85 to 99.9% .9 safe. Okay? One in 4,000 dogs die that are healthy. One in 2,000 dogs die that are older or not healthy. Listen to this. One in 800 motorcyclists will, will go down today. For every 800 bikers that get on a bike, one of them's going down. 
and they have an 85% chance of being severely hurt or killed. So that means whenever I get on the motorcycle with Ember, which is almost every day, there is a 1 in 800 chance we're going to go down. And yet, I think nothing of that. However, for the vet clean, for the for the teeth cleaning, it's one in four thousand or one in two thousand, and I'm terrified. Why am I terrified? Because of this huge bit of misinformation that's out there about pets and dental cleaning. A, if you don't get your dog's teeth cleaned, you're they're going to die early. I mean, that's just that's not it's up for debate at all anymore. It's now a given. We know that if you don't clean their teeth throughout their life, oh, but I brush, nope. You go for your teeth to be cleaned. They have to do it too. If you can't do that, you shouldn't have a dog. Is there a danger? There is. A one in 2,000 or a one in 4,000 danger. There is. That is a danger. And so can the vet say unequivocally that your dog is going to be okay? No. They can only say it should Everything should be okay. They're going to do great. They can't tell you for sure because they don't know for sure. Just like no doctor, humans respond to anesthesia the same way dogs do. Some humans die from it. But the numbers say it is safe. So then you say, okay, what are the two risks here? What are the two risks? Well, the risk with the COVID vaccine is that out of a billion people that take the vaccine, 10 million could die, have horrible heart side effects, all of that. However, 999 billion, 900 million and a 980 million, 999 billion, 980 million will have no problem with it. What do you do? Well, what happens if the 999 billion, 980 million do not get the vaccine? They risk the, the chance of dying or severe COVID. Okay. Okay. Now, did the COVID vaccine get rushed? Yes, I think it was tested on like eight mice. And I'm not making that up. I read that it was tested on eight mice. Did it need more research? Yes. And are we all acting like basically a clinical trial? We are. Has that happened before? Yep. Will it happen again? Probably. Should it happen? No. But you don't have the time. You don't have the time. If they had tested that vaccine for a year, millions more would have died. So, where are we mad versus the outrage? People on the right are literally outraged about the COVID vaccine, so much so that they're willing to get out of their houses and go do things about it. We're mad that the misinformation is out there, but we're not outraged because we won't shut it down. See, these people are outraged on the right because they've been given misinformation like me and Dog Dental. Okay? Animals go through anesthetic procedures all the time, every day, and recover. More of them recover and come out of it than do not. That's just the fact. Ember is healthy. She's, she's had all the lab work. She's done, they've tested her liver, her kidneys, $288 for labs. She's fine. She can clear the anesthetic. She's going to be fine. 
but there's that chance. So that chance becomes this kernel of fear that you can't shake because there is that chance. So then you just tell yourself, well, if I don't do it, she will definitely get gum disease. She will definitely, her lifespan will be shorter. That's just a definite. So then, okay. It's the same with the COVID vaccine. Uh, you don't think I stared at that Paxlovid when I got the COVID and they gave me Paxlovid? You don't think I looked at it and said, do I take this? This drug is like brand new. What, ritonavir isn't. I know what that is. That's a protease inhibitor. You know, what are these other? And I know how bad protease inhibitors are for you. That's why prep therapy is ridiculous. It's terrible on your body. Um, the other two, I'm like, what is this nimlemnavir? It's a protease inhibitor as well, but it's brand new. And I remember Amber go, or Amber, and Andrew going to Stanford with me and him getting on the drug study for what would become Crixivan and getting unmarked white bottles in a brown paper bag with capsules that had no writing on them and having to take six of them three times a day, 18 pills. No clue what it was going to do. It was a new drug to try to help people with AIDS. It would become protease inhibitors that have both saved people with AIDS and people with uh, COVID. Andrew didn't know. The side effects were unknown. He was part of a drug trial. So when I looked at, you know, the Paxlovid, I said, man up. A generation of your friends latched on to AZT, 3TC, whatever, couldn't even be named, you know, whatever came out quickly because of AIDS, and they just gobbled it up. And they had huge side effects, enormous side effects, but they lived. So as I look at this drama over the, the COVID vaccine that's everywhere now, you know what I say? Of course there's side effects. Of course some people do have seizures and tremors and myocarditis. Yep. All of that, of course, and a large number, like a million or more, maybe 10 million all the worldwide, but a billion don't, and millions more aren't dead. So does the benefit outweigh the risk? Yes. Am I happy that there's risk with the COVID vaccine? No. Every time I go get a flu shot, I'm not happy. I'm not happy taking any drug anymore. When they give me an antibiotic, I'm not happy about it. Every drug, everything you put into your body, everything carries a side effect. The side effect might be health and wellness. Like if you're a vegan and you put good food into your body, then you get vitamins and nutrients and health and wellness. The side effects could be death, poison, whatever. It depends on what you put in your body. And any drug, aspirin, Tylenol, anything, omniprozole, Prilosec, anything you put in your body can have a side effect that kills you. Anyway, when you hear the side effects for some of the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories for arthritis, they mention death in the, in the side effects like five times and people still take it. I don't, I don't hear, you know, if these people that were all anti-vax were, if people were as anti-vax as, uh, how do I, I want to say this to you? If people were as anti-oxy as they are anti-vax, we wouldn't have an opioid epidemic. Because it's the same damn yahoos screaming they ain't going to get vaccinated that are out there eating 100 oxys a day. They have no problem with the side effects of that drug. Where are we mad about the drug overdoses in this country? We're, we're mad. We're not outraged. We're not outraged because we don't stop them. We're mad at homelessness. We're mad at that.
We're not outraged at homelessness or we'd solve the problem. We're mad at government. We're not outraged about it or we'd all show up to vote and get all these maggots and everybody out. We're mad that Donald Trump hasn't been, you know, prosecuted, but we're not outraged or we'd literally be taking time off from work and going to the Justice Department every day with signs that say charge Trump. You see what I'm saying? There's a lot of anger in the world these days, a ton of it. But there's no justifiable outrage except on the right. The idiots are outraged and they're getting stuff done. They're getting their agenda done because they're outraged. And when you're outraged, you do something about it. You you can't just sit there. You've got to do something. When you're mad, you can sit there and be mad. My mom used to say, you sit there and be mad all day. People do sit there and be mad all day. But when you're outraged, no, then you get up. Then you say, no, I I got to take care of this. We're not taking, we're mad that no one's helping the environment, but we're not outraged. We're still all sucking on fossil fuel. We're not outraged. If you were outraged about climate change, not only would you, do, you yourself become a vegan, but you would then just stop using fossil fuel and get rid of your kitchen stoves, and you would make sure everyone in your family did, and everyone at your company did, and you would just be out there. Look, I've become a militant vegan now. If you're not vegan, you don't care about the planet, and you don't care about me, and you don't care about my ability to live on the planet. You're selfish. You're a selfish murderer if you're not a vegan. I used to not think that way. I used to think, you know, it's a personal choice. No, it ain't no personal choice. Your meat and dairy are killing the planet and killing animals in a cruel way along the way. It's bad for everybody involved. It's bad for your health. It's bad for the planet. And it's bad for the animals. There is no win in meat and dairy at all. None. We just wiped out 90 million chickens because of a virus. And that's okay to take 90 million lives. They, they didn't do anything wrong and they didn't even have the virus. They might get it though. So we killed them. Can you imagine killing 90 million people because they might get COVID? Oh, they might get COVID in that city. Let's just blow that city up. Cause that's what we're doing to animals. You don't care. Al Corral, don't start that vegan crap again. No, don't you start your selfish, earth-destroying, carnivorous, dairy-loving propaganda anymore. I'm outraged. That's why I have a show. I'm outraged enough to come on here three times a week and tell you what I'm pissed at and see if you agree and try to educate you on it and try to show you the difference. You know, there's just so much anger out there these days, but there's not a lot of outrage. People are mad at Fox News, but they don't do anything about it. Why are they ain't outraged over it? Because it, and when do you get outraged? When something affects you personally. And that's the problem. Most people don't feel any of this stuff happening in the world really affects them personally. You know, in the White Lotus, oh, by the way, did I hear a quote this weekend? Some marketing firm or someone doing a story about marketing asked Lamborghini and Ferrari and all these expensive brands, why don't you advertise on social media? Why don't you advertise on television? Why don't you advertise on the streaming services? And they said, we don't need to. And they said, what do you mean you don't need to? And they said, none of our consumers are sitting around watching television or scrolling through Twitter. Oh. <gasps> Oh, none of our consumers are sitting in front of the television 
or scrolling through social media. <gasps> that just floored me because the, what they're saying is the habits of the successful people in the world, the richest and most successful, are such that when they have free time, they don't park it in front of a monitor. When they have free time, they're not scrolling through Instagram. And I thought, oh, oh, that quote got me. It got me. It got, it got me. I am now watching less TV since I heard that quote two days ago. I'm all, well, let me read. You know, last night I watched the Mayfair Witches on AMC because I love Anne Rice uh, and her son Christopher now. And we are friends, Christopher and I, and me and Anne were, uh, enough to where she remembered meeting me. She remembered me, you know, when we met. Uh, and so I decided to read the, the Mayfair Witches. All right, I am Corel. You be who you want to be. So long, it doesn't hurt anybody. Don't just get mad. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corel Cast app free at the app store of your choice now.